Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Eschbeck. And I am dressed up like Spider-Man. Uh, and we are talking about, as you may have guessed, Spider-Man Far From Home. You're goddamn fucking right we are. It is uh, the day the movie came out. I'm wearing my Spider-Man t-shirt. I'm wearing my Spider-Man hat. I'm drinking my beers out of a Spider-Man tiki mug. I'm ready to party, bro. Yeah, it's all true. Even though your Spider-Man hat is a Miles Morales hat, not really true to the essence of Far From Home. He's a Spider-Man. He is a Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> Spider-Man. He's not a a old Jewish neighbor of mine. He is an actual person. Yes, that's what I said. Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that guy lives in Greenwich Village and eats <laughs> seven bagels a day. I know you and I were both looking forward to the film because I felt like we had been forever so we got to enjoy a Marvel movie, even though it was just back in April. Is that one sure. you working out? Uh, probably earlier than that, maybe. Uh, yeah, it was April. Wow. Uh, it seems like it's been forever. We it have an even longer wait till the next one comes out. Probably um, a year, almost. But I was looking forward to this film, as I know you were. And even like as I was watching this film, I was just thinking to myself, I was like, damn it, Like, how can they do it again? How can they make such another great film? How do they just not strike out constantly? Yeah, uh, I'm going to go ahead and before we even talk about anything. Spoilers for Spider-Man Far From Home. Nailed it. I fucking love this movie. And I had no expectation that this movie could be anything great and of course like they kill phase four in an amazing way or this is we, the end of phase three technically it's phase three, epi- sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. yeah you're right uh at the beginning of the movie there's an in memoriam for all the people who died yes. in game actually is, before we go to that real quick the very beginning opens with uh mysterio uh with yeah nick fury maria. and maria hill but I thought that was interesting because Spider-Man Homecoming opens with Vulture. So they both the films open with the villain, which I thought was interesting. Oh, fun fact. Cool. Uh, the lady next to me, I sat in a $20 uh, theater seat uh, in a uh, director's suite where I was drinking booze out of my tiki glass that I'm also mm-hmm. drinking out of now, enjoying myself. And when this in-memoriam high school AV club <laughs> film was playing... The lady next to me extremely loudly proclaims, wait, they're not coming back? <laughs> I was tickled pink. I love that. That like he's the kind of person that would pay the money to see in the director's suite, go for like the first showing on opening day, and and be surprised by this that. This is 11 a.m. I also like she takes the in memoriam uh, from a high school uh, <laughs> as gospel fact. Yep, it was the truth. Yeah. I well, loved it, though. There were not enough white Bengal tigers for me in that in memoriam, but other than that, it was perfect. But the in memoriam was great. Like everything about the high school yeah. AV opening for the morning announcement, loved it. Uh, was perfect. Uh, whenever they had, they showed what they're calling the blip, which is when people disappeared and then came back. Um, showing the band disappear from the high school, like Wait, the band, the band disappeared. Yes, they they did. I they haven't played a show in at least two or three years. Um, well, I mean, some of them have been dead, so. It yeah. makes sense. Uh, that's no excuse. Uh, but <laughs> Robertson, we love you. Whenever they showed the band come back in the middle of a basketball game, I thought that was an awesome moment. Yeah, I really especially like their album, The Big Pink. Yes. Uh, good good music. Are there any ska songs on it? Uh, I think The Wait is a ska song. <laughs> Sounds like it. Uh, the Wait to pick it up yeah. in subtitles. <laughs> uh, but what I like is how this film opened with 
uh, the blip and the snap and all that and like the, the tragedy of it all because it's something that shouldn't be bypassed. Like it's still a major moment like that changed so many people's lives. Yeah. Uh, it was a, a huge tragedy that I just said the weight, which is a Fleetwood Mac song, and you didn't even catch that, you stupid son of a bitch. You're not a band fan, are you? No. No. Not in the least. Uh, schooled you again because the weight is actually a band song. It's the chain. That's a Fleetwood Mac song. Boom, roasted. You're dead to me. Uh, I'm okay w- with not knowing any of that at all. Uh, somehow, like Gl- Glory Gaynor, I will survive. Um <laughs> But what I love, even though like I love the way they dealt with this, there's a little bit moment later in the film where they're on an airplane, and Martin Starr's character. Uh, uh, were you afraid at the beginning? Yes. Were you? Would you say petrified? Uh, I n- didn't know how to come alive. But <laughs> what I really uh, enjoyed is a moment later in the film when they're on the airplane and Martin Starr's sitting next to Peter, talking about how his wife fake blipped and she just ran off with the guy for five <laughs> years and they held a funeral for. Her. Uh, can we just talk about how Martin Starr is the star of this fucking movie <laughs> out of nowhere? Him I didn't and, know he was in this movie, <laughs> and he's my favorite part of this whole film. Him and J.B. Smooth as the other science teacher on the field trip. Oh, my God, J.B. Uh, Smooth. Probably people know best from Kirby Enthusiasm. Yeah. Uh, but he was also great, and as a science teacher, he thought the cause of all of this was witches, <laughs> which was a theory <laughs> that he stuck through the entire time. They were now living in the age of witches. I mean, to be fair, there is a Scarlet Witch in the Avengers. She's that's true. Yeah, she's not. She's not dead. Yeah, uh, but and the, the the film to bring up like interesting points too. It's like okay, now that the Avengers are gone, who's going to protect the planet? Like who's going to save the world? And pe- like people had this fear. Yeah. Another alien invasion. Sure. Like who's there to watch the Watchmen? Uh, that's. DC Vertigo. Oh no! Sorry. Oh, uh, DC Black Label. Yeah, R.I.P. Vertigo. Did we talk about that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think we probably did. R.I.P. We love you. Uh, can we talk about uh, Zendaya real quick? Yeah. Uh, have you been watching Euphoria? No, I haven't. It's fantastic. See, I don't think it is. Uh, okay, nailed it. Yeah, I'll you, say this uh, because you're so wise. This is from what. I've read it is, and we're getting way off topic here, but um, it is a uh, hyper like drug fueled version of like what high school kids are, where some of the dialogue can be hit or miss. Some of the scenes are real cringy, but it was written by Barry Sonnenfeld's son. So it's really about the experiences of a rich kid, uh, rich Hollywood kid in their, uh, in their life, which is much different than people growing up in a lower income uh, urban neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree entirely, but I mean, the show is still good. We'll see about that. I mean, that. Less Than Zero is the exact same fucking thing. Yeah. It's going to win. And Less Than Zero is great. Uh, it's going to win no awards at the uh, at the Nick Choice Awards. Do you and rem- when that happens, <laughs> I'll have the last laugh. Do you remember who's in Less Than Zero? Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. boy. Yeah. It's the same thing, yeah. but a TV show. It, it's not, though, because James Spader is also in that. James Spader's a goddamn yeah, James Spader and Euphoria, then I'll watch Euphoria. <laughs> but only if he's playing Ultron. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the Marvel crossover we didn't see coming. Oh, that's what I want more than anything in this world. Kevin Feige, make it happen. Uh, but you'll go ahead and jump about like Zendaya. Like the one thing I don't like about this film, uh, and I love like I think Zendaya's performance is fantastic. I think the character is awesome, but I just hate that she's MJ because she's nothing like MJ at all. Like, they should have just given her any other name. Uh, and I, I would have been fine with it. 
why why you gotta hate? I don't. I, I love the character. Like I wish the character was like named like Lionel or something. Like if the character was named like Lionel Johnson, then I'd be completely fine with the character. Uh, she doesn't look like a Lionel to me. She kind of looks like an MJ. She, no, she could pull off Lionel. Yeah. Well, we don't know her last name. Maybe she's just MJ. Maybe it's just a coincidence. Maybe she's not Mary Jane Watson. Or maybe she's a scroll. Uh, yes. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be a choice? Alert. Holy shit! There. We'll everywhere. get into that way later. Oh, uh, yeah, way later. Uh, but essentially, just to go over the base of this film, uh, Peter Parker is going on a summer field trip with his high school class. Uh, some of them take a vacation, and they're traveling across Europe. And of course, as things go, things go as planned because different elemental monsters are attacking Europe. Uh, can we talk about real quick the? Um the lead that's trying to woo MJ. Uh, yeah. Brandon. Oh my God. I fucking love this guy so much. <laughs> uh, when the blip started before everybody died, MJ, what's his best friend's name? Uh, Ned, Ned and N- Peter. N- yeah. Not, not Genki, but Ned. Yeah. I wanted to call him Genki, uh, like Genki from rest development, but not, uh, he was like some snot nosed kid. And now he's in their class going on this class field trip and he's a total hunkasaurus sex. <laughs> and I just yeah. love the weird transformation that this guy goes through, but that we get to see it. It's all. amazing. Like how Ned insists on being a bachelor, uh, <laughs> that was great. all through Europe, which really brought back memories of Euro trip. Another great film. And I'm ready for that crossover. The Marvel universe feature <laughs> trip. Uh, why can't we do that? Like we had, we had Alec Costello meet the mummy. Like, yeah. why can't we have, um, uh, What's his face? Uh, the kids from Superbad meet the Hulk. Yeah, I want that so. Yeah, bad. that would make a billion dollars. That'd make twenty yeah. billion dollars. Oh my god, I'm I'm so here for that. Um, but I love that by the time he's terminated bachelor, he's forced to sit next to Betty Brandt, and she was fantastic in this film. Uh, by the time they land, they're now boyfriend and girlfriend, and they are in a very loving, sweet, codependent relationship throughout throughout they their entire European say trip. The exact same words, at the exact same time. They finish their sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's super cute. Uh, she does a great fucking job. Her, yes, her yeah. acting and Ned's acting. Yeah, that's the high strung like type A uh, personality. It. Uh, it was all pretty great. Um, uh, I think we'll go ahead and jump into the villain. Uh, obviously, most people, not most people, I'd say probably half the audience knows that Mysterio is a villain. But I think concealing that for the first half of the film uh, was pretty clever for people that weren't seeing it coming. I mean, Donnie Darko is Donnie Darko. We all know he's not a good guy. It's true. Uh, But we we all make bad decisions. Some (laughs) of us like when I watch Donnie Darko. Uh, (laughs) But I thought in the Marvel films that we've talked about haven't done great with villains. Uh, Overall, although they've been really strong lately, and we both love Vulture and Spider-Man Homecoming, and I think uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was fantastic as Mysterio. I think it was a really strong villain for the cinematic universe. Yeah, first we got... The absolute real-life psychopath, Michael Keaton, uh, to play just an amazing villain. And then now we get Jake Gyllenhaal, who's got a weird mouth <laughs> to play Mysterio. Uh, and he does it great. He's fantastic as Mysterio. I love the outfit, too, for Mysterio. I it's, thought that was so it. well done. They fucking killed uh, the outfit. I love... Uh, I, I mean, Spider-Man is essentially the story of him mourning the loss of Tony Stark, who was his father figure, because uh, his dad died, ben, Benjamin Parker died when he was young, and there hasn't been an Uncle Ben uh, 
or is that not Benjamin? But yeah, Uncle Ben has not been a part of the MCU, although his briefcase had the initials BFP on there or suitcase. I thought this was really a story of a uh, a young man who's really dealing with grief in his own unique way, who's got a special gift and who can share it with the world, but is afraid to and doesn't want to because of the grief that he's feeling. He just wants to be a kid. He yeah. just wants to be a normal person. But he knows that it, he's got this higher calling yeah, and he, and he wants to fight it. lost a pseudo father and he's still looking for someone to fill that void. I'll be his daddy. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Mysterio, um, uh, Quentin Beck, uh, fills that role essentially. Like when he sees him, he sees someone that's like Tony, someone who is incredibly intelligent, someone who wants to save the world, uh, someone who's honest and sharp witted uh, and can pull off a pair of sunglasses. Uh, I don't want to wear those sunglasses. <laughs> those sunglasses are so shitty. But they're amazing at the same time. They're apparently billion-dollar sunglasses. Yeah. You don't own a pair? No. <laughs> yeah, not yet. I sold mine for like 40 bucks For a Spider-Man tiki. <laughs> and three magic beans. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to see what those yeah. fucking beans Which are. Which is essentially what Peter did. He sold those glasses <laughs> for four lemonades. So, and that's all it takes to, to almost destroy the, the world. Yeah. Then um, we're in some real trouble. So the real villain of this movie isn't um, Jake Gyllenhaal or his perfectly chiseled face. It's drones. <laughs> it is drones. But I did love how uh, it's essentially it was all ex Stark em- and Entry's employees who were the yeah. villains. They all worked together with Mysterio being the mastermind. And Marvel's so good, but the callback to the older films, which I didn't see coming, uh, was so well done from the first Iron Man film where we see. Uh, Obadiah Stane yelling at this poor Stark Andrews boy that he shows up years later in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, it's bizarre. Uh, and the scene uh, where Tony Stark is showing the, talking his younger self, dealing with his parents. They cut away to see Jake Gyllenhaal in the background or Quentin Beck in the background. Yep. I thought that was really, really cool. It's moments like that that like love them just tying everything together. Yeah, it's almost like Marvel's planned a lot of this stuff, and yeah. they really are good at callbacks. Yeah, give me callbacks every time. I'll, I'm a sucker for Marvel callbacks. I mean, how much do you think they had to pay to get that one guy that played uh, the guy that got screamed at? You know, I heard he retired from acting, and he, he wouldn't come out for anything less than 20 mil. Yeah. And I, 5% of gross. He deserved more than that. <laughs> yeah, he, he really pulled it off. Uh, <laughs> he really carried the film. Let me just say, though, that in this movie, there might be my favorite scene of any Marvel film. Well, do tell. Of course I will. And it's the, the first like time that Peter is duped super hard by Mysterio. Holy shit. Yeah, all those that scenes. That sequence was absolutely incredible. If you've played the Spider-Man game on PS4, there's a scene with uh, Scorpion yeah. in it uh, where you're all fucking drugged up. It's like that, but times a million. It was incredible. It was one of the coolest, most perfect things I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I mean, we get to see how Mysterio's uh, uh, elemental monsters work by using drones and like hard light technology, but we didn't get to see like the full immersion of him pulling a full illusion. And there's two scenes like that, really three, uh, in the film, and they were so well done. Like yeah. I thought they were incredible. Uh, and cycling through all those old costumes and everything was really cool. Yeah, we uh, got to see a few new costumes. Yeah. Seeing uh, zombie Iron Man crawl out of the grave towards Peter that was, was so cool. Yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, I don't say this about very many movies ever, but I kind of want to see this one a second time in theaters. 
Yeah, it, mainly I just want to know if his cape ever gets the, the wrinkle steamed out of it. <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. That was a great yeah, moment. Yeah, it, it was a great moment. Just a constant aside while in a very intense, like, climactic moment of the film, just to keep having that being aside. I thought that was really great. Uh, and we haven't talked about it much, but I love the return of Nick Fury and Maria Hill. Yeah. Obviously, we had Nick Fury and Captain Marvel. Uh, but that was set in the 90s. Now we have Nick Fury back after the blip. And Maria Hill back. And I feel like Maria Hill's been underused and underutilized yeah. as well. So I've really enjoyed both of them. And just her clear annoyance with Peter. Anytime Peter called her ma'am. Uh, I thought that was pretty great too. Yeah, she just looked like she was over his shit. Yeah. And Marvel looked like they were trying to keep her lines down to keep the cost of bringing <laughs> her in down. Uh, we still haven't mentioned two of the biggest characters in this entire movie. Do you know who they are? Um, I'm going to... Wrong and wrong. Okay. It's... It's Happy and Aunt May. Yeah. Uh, the relationship was great. Happy was fantastic. Um, just, John Favreau yeah. is a treasure. Yeah. He is a delight. If you haven't Protect seen the, that man at all costs. If you haven't, you haven't seen the Chef Show on Netflix, I recommend it for anyone who's mildly interested in cooking. But it's just, the show, that's a really charming show, much like the way he plays his character of Happy. Or just go watch the movie Chef. Probably uh, yeah. also on Netflix still. Uh, yeah. And that's, the Chef Show is uh, based off him and Roy cooking together and the movie Chef, so... Um, I know, but it's, uh, the way that they play each other, uh, even like the differences in how they view the relationship at the end was fantastic. Uh, just everything about it was great. It may forcing happy to talk to Peter on the phone. I, I love that relationship. Uh, I love John Favreau. Yeah. I love this movie. Happy um, telling Peter not to ghost Nick Fury. He's <laughs> <laughs> able was, to talk to him. That was all really great. Um, at one point in this movie, uh, Peter confesses that uh, he wants to kiss MJ, I mm-hmm. think, too happy or too maybe Mysterio. And yeah, all I, I can think was, what a yeah. fucking pervert. Yeah, uh, he didn't say he wanted to get her consent. And <laughs> that's where I have the real problem. Yeah, I gotta draw that guy. I actually moment. really enjoy like their scene where they kiss because it felt very like high schoolish and like first kiss ass. Like, yeah, yeah, I've never it, seen it, a more awkward peck. Yeah, it, it felt real. Like, yeah. for people that age, like, like, that's what I enjoy about it. Uh, that was some good direction. Especially when they're both clearly 23 years yeah. old. Yeah, that's the one issue is that t- Tom Holland is getting a little bit older. Uh, so maybe maybe time for Peter to go ahead and move on to his mid-40s for the next film. Yeah, put him in college. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, although he did have one line in this that I could not relate to more if I tried. Uh, he just said, I'm really strong and I'm sticky. And I could not <laughs> relate to that more. Just me constantly eating 18 fudge sickles a day. Uh, did you like the the visual reference to Captain America and Endgame where Peter picks up his pseudo shield and pseudo hammer to destroy the drone? Oh, yeah. There yeah. At the end? That yeah. Was at the end. Yeah. Uh, I liked more, though, when Happy picked up a shield and threw it and was like, how the fuck does <laughs> Captain America do this? do this? Yeah. Yeah. I'll only ask for the spear and Yankee's like, it's a halberd. I just like little stuff like that. <laughs> I think it was great. Uh, but, I mean... This, I mean, there's a lot to talk about in this film. There's so much stuff. Yeah, but we still haven't addressed probably the biggest, best character of this movie. And okay, who, who's the best character in this movie? Night Monkey. Uh, yes, of course. For those who don't know, Marvel finally introduced the superhero Night Monkey that we've all been waiting to have, <laughs> and I'm so glad that Night Monkey finally made his debut. I wasn't expecting it uh, in this trailer. I, I thought one in this trailer. Yeah, in this trailer. Uh, this is a trailer. Yeah, it, <laughs> Man, that I, movie's gonna I mean, be I, I left it for the first two minutes. 
Uh, one thought was a missed opportunity when Peter is flying around Venice or whipping around Venice. Uh, and he tried to look something cover his face. And of course, he got a Venetian mask, not the surprise. But they should have done the bag man from the comics. Just had him put a brown paper bag over his head and poke two holes through it. That would have been nice. Oh, this is something they missed. But that's, a, that's such a minor gripe. Uh, no, that's a major gripe. Uh, the movie gets a zero out of ten. It, Ring back yeah. and back. And we both asked for a refund from the theater. Yeah, I got We're it. recording this outside right now because they refused to give it. We refused to leave. Absolutely. I spent so much money at the movies today. Well, that's going to happen. Yeah, I yeah. dropped a lot of money just by myself. I got two alcoholic drinks, a tiki mug, uh, a pizza, and my... Ticket. Exclusive ticket, yeah. Yeah. I spent at least $3,000 at the movie theater today. Well, you shouldn't have given 2800 of it to some guy outside. That's <laughs> not really your... I mean, that is your fault, but that's not their fault. He asked, and I said yes, because he was polite. Well, at least you uh, honor manners, and that's kind of lost in this country. So <laughs> I tip my hat to you. Uh, what was your favorite uh, costume? Uh, I didn't really like the Spider-Man Noir. I liked it, but I didn't think it, like, it looked uh-huh. like that cool. Uh, probably probably the last costume. I enjoyed seeing the costume from the first, the very, the very first costume with like the sweats mm-hmm. uh, and the Genki goggles, stuff like that. I, I thought that was nice, but it was the final costume. Uh, overall, though, I, I I like Mysterio's costume. The what best would you film. describe it? Uh, Spider Man's costume, sure. Uh, and then I'll tell you about my yeah. favorite costume. It's the classic red with the stripes, with uh, a black uh, on the outside, and the gliders, which I liked a lot as well too. Him having the gliders in the film, cool. Uh, as I mean, it's a great costume. You're right, but you're wrong in the fact that that's the best costume of the film because it was clearly. Uh, Ned wearing a floral print shirt and wearing a different floral print hat of the Zenitalia. Yeah, it's called confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Pulling it off. Yeah. Uh, I think this probably film had uh, probably one of the biggest post-credit scenes uh, in Marvel uh, history. And longest. Yeah, we were talking about it, trying to figure out which one would be bigger, and we had a couple suggestions, but for the sake of argument, we'll say it's this one, but... It has the best cameo ever in a post-credit scene. I I would argue that it is the biggest. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I'm not going to dispute that right here. And right now, I'll take it off air. Uh, but uh, he's flying uh, MJ around uh, and wants him and Lionel land on the ground. Uh, and a news bulletin comes up on one of the big TVs that's in, in Manhattan. Uh and it's the return of J. Jonah Jameson, played by J.K. Simmons once again. So I love that when they had casting down, they knew they had the casting down. Yeah, he is doing his best Alex Jones impression here. Uh, that Alex Jones realness is big time. Fucking loved it. But he goes on a rant, rant against Spider-Man about... Because... Okay, spoiler alert. Even though spoilers. Spider-Man defeats Mysterio. What? Uh, Oh shit! I left like forty-five but minutes left. Mysterio played one last trick where he uh, put out a fake tape of Spider-Man killing Mysterio uh, and making Mysterio look like a villain, and not only that too, but he out uh, Spider-Man as Peter Parker to the world. That's yeah. where it cuts, and w- what a place to cut the film. Yeah, it was it was truly a massive, massive uh, ending to the movie. Uh, not only do we get J.K. Simmons back, who is a fan favorite. Uh, not only in memes, but in just real life. He's a, he's an amazing yeah. actor. One of my favorite actors, really. Uh, loved having him back as J. Jonah Jameson. Want to see that 
in the next Spider-Man movie. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, he's got to play a much larger role. Uh, and uh, what was I going to say? I think... Uh, actually, I'll say this. What was your favorite part in the film? Mm. You told me yours. I'm going to think on that for a second. I'm going to let that stew okay. and brew. And I'm just going to keep talking and saying random big shit. That's good. Until it, yeah. it comes Clearly, your stuff is... Me. I don't know if you mean like big, like profound or vocabulary-wise. But you're nailing it on both fronts. Uh, <laughs> I love that they played the Ramones again. They played Want to Be Your Boyfriend. Uh, of course, the Ramones, the Ramones are from Queens. It is a great song. Parker's from Queens. I like that uh, at the end. Uh, for some reason, I really enjoy I enjoyed when Peter almost killed his classmate with the drone. Uh, I thought that was a nice touch. Uh, when they were riding the bus together. And that their that bus was driver solid. was one of Fury's agents. But my favorite moment happened in the post credit scene. Whenever it's revealed that Maria Hill and Nick Fury are actually scrolls, it's Talos and Soren from Captain Marvel. So we got to see... Uh, ben Mendelsohn again playing Talos, which I was not expecting, and he was fantastic yeah. and awesome and awkward. Which also, of course, he was, and it also kind of explained why Nick Fury didn't know as much as he did as well, too. Uh, so I thought that was uh, welcome, but I also uh, love that. Of course, they're listening to a ska song. They're listening to a message to you, Rudy, by the Specials, and that's really where the Marvel Cinematic Universe peak. And we can just cancel everything else from here. Ah, uh, see, I. When, because of uh, a musical moment in this film, I decided I wasn't going to watch Marvel ever again. Uh, ACDC's Back in Black starts to play. Yeah. and Which Peter, is a reference to the first Iron Man film. Sure it is. And Peter goes, oh man, I love Led Zeppelin. <laughs> and at that moment, I walked out of the mm-hmm. theater and don't know what happened. Uh, just walked straight into traffic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I walked under the highway and I'm dead. But you were doing the whole guitar kick the entire time, like Angus Young Gun, which is weird. <laughs> if you didn't have a guitar in hand. And I, I was wearing pants, but when I got you immediately, the street, yeah. I was wearing the shortest yeah. shorts. And he went that explains why your Spider-Man hat is a schoolboy uniform hat. <laughs> uh, my favorite moment, though, was without a doubt that first big fight scene against Mysterio. I burped. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm drinking beer. Lay off. Sorry, mom. Well, this is a prohibitionist podcast. And I'm very disappointed <laughs> in you. Yeah. This is underground coming yeah. to you live pirate radio. Uh, but that was the coolest scene I think I've ever seen in any Marvel film. It was beautifully done. Every time that he was punching something, I was like, oh, he finally got it. Nope, he punched a fucking wall. It was beautiful, immaculate, wonderful CGI. Never seen anything like it. Not even an in game. It was really cool. That's the way that you follow up in game with agree. a massive fight scene. So what totally would you nailed it. rate this film on a scale of one to ten? I would give it a eight and a half. Yeah, I think I'm probably still like riding high from seeing this film like the day of just a few hours ago, but I'm gonna give it a nine. Like I wasn't expecting to rate it that high, but it was so so good. Yeah, it it really was. There was very few flaws. It was a little slower to start. Other than that, I don't have any complaints at all. And I know we're both clamoring at the bits for new Marvel stuff. Obviously, nothing's been announced yet. I mean, there's we know a Black Widow film is being made, uh, an Eternals film, and we know we're getting another Spider-Man film, another Black Panther film, likely another Doctor Strange film at some point, and probably Captain Marvel. But we just don't know any of this. And hopefully, we get some of this. Hopefully, some of the stuff gets released at Comic Con. We're probably going to have a about it's that. In two weeks. I mean, there's a reason that they put out Spider-Man two weeks before Comic Con. Uh, at the end of their third phase, like Marvel was famously not at Comic Con last year. Yeah, they're there this year. 
I'm sure we're going to see some shit. DC's not at Comic-Con this year, though. They should just stay and hide until uh, until they get their stuff together. Uh, until, until I have... Wonder Woman 84. Yeah, until they have scripts and directors and cast for all their announced films. Until they're going to put out three films a year, I don't want to hear shit from Just DC. even two. I'd be fine with two. Well, there's going to be we, two we, next year. That's true. And we got two this year. So, okay. Uh, three, you're right. No, they need three. They do yeah. need three. They really okay. do. And Although, Marvel has already released three this year. Yeah. Although it's only July. DC Universe is killing it, even though somebody makes terrible decision in DC Universe. Uh, this isn't about DC Universe. Yeah, but, you know, let's, we're let's not going to talk about to that. Spider-Man. So. Uh, on a scale of uh, 1 to 1,000, how hunky is a Spider-Man for you? Um, well, I don't rate hunks because I don't objectify men. <laughs> in fact, I don't objectify people. I only objectify pugs, okay? That's based <laughs> off the number of wrinkles and how curly their tail is. The more like a cinnamon roll, the better. Uh, what would you rank my puggle on a scale of one to ten? Don't no, don't even d- disgrace yep. yourself with that. Yeah. Okay, it's purely a pug scale. Okay, I'm not rating chugs. I'm not <laughs> rating puggles. I only rate pugs. The fuck is a chug? Uh, it's half chihuahua, half pug. Oh, gross! Yeah. That sounds disgusting. Yeah, it kind of like it feels like it should be a Star Wars character, like <laughs> next to a porg. Yep, I could see that. Uh, but let's wrap it up for this week's episode. Next week, we're going to be talking about the first three episodes of the very last season of Legion, a show Matt and I both love. We're excited to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, for our 99th episode. It's going to be super, super exciting. Uh, we've got our 100th episode on the way, too, uh, which is a marathon of just wonderful, drunken, stupor, beautiful. It's we great. are teetotalers. There was no alcohol involved. Now, for the Hinchman <laughs> of Comics. You can always email us at hitchmanacomics oh, at gmail.com. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah, find yeah. us on Instagram, yeah. uh, Facebook, where we don't post very much, if ever. Um, like and subscribe and download. We love you uh, because you love us. For the Hinchman of Comics, I'm Alex Eschbeck. And I'm 100% sober. Hinchin ain't easy.